0: Revenge is a dish best served cold. Success is the sweetest revenge. Don't get mad, get even. Hey friends, and welcome to episode 188 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about revenge. Okay, not that kind of revenge, you know, the kind of revenge Taylor Swift sings about on probably half of her albums, which by the way, is completely fine with me. I love me some Taylor Swift revenge songs, but instead I want to dive into a type of revenge I recently learned about that I didn't even realize I was doing. It's been keeping me up at night and totally messing with how I feel the next day. It's called Revenge Bedtime Procrastination, and I'll bet you've done it too. Never heard of it? Not sure what I'm even talking about? Get ready, because in today's episode, we're talking about what exactly Revenge Bedtime Procrastination is and how to know if you're doing it. You'll learn about how Revenge Bedtime Procrastination wreaks havoc on our health, wellness, and even our decision-making skills. I'll tell you three simple ways that you can beat revenge bedtime procrastination and get a good night's sleep. And finally, we'll talk about what to do next time you're tempted to stay up past your bedtime just to get in some much needed me time. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. So don't worry. I've got you covered. You can find all the details from today's episodes over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. And today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 188. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to click that subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the Apple Podcasts or the Spotify search results, wherever people are looking for a new podcast to listen to. And plus, you just might get a shout out in a future episode, like this one that's going out to Glow Glow Hill. Glow Glow Hill was so kind to leave a five-star rating review over in iTunes for It's About Time. Glow Glow Hill writes, how to catch time in a butterfly net. ADK's podcast taught me new ways to organize and manage my Google calendars. She introduced Trello and project management concepts to me. And I learned that I'm actually not the written planner type of gal, though I've always thought I was. Anna's episodes about coming into motherhood as a career woman helped me feel seen and understood. Even the ads are amazing. And if you haven't signed up for Hamper yet, OMG, please do that soon. Now I'm 20 pages into Anna's new book, and I'm floored. I can't believe she gave us all this wisdom for just $19.99 USD. Thank you, Anna, for this one-of-a-kind podcast with the most helpful show notes ever. It will never be possible to add more hours in a day. Instead, you've helped me figure out how to keep time from flying away. Oh, my goodness. Glow, glow, hill. Thank you so much. This might be my favorite review ever. I'm so excited to hear that the podcast has changed your life with Google Calendar, project management, and even outsourcing your laundry. You know I love that. And thank you so much for the book shout out too. I'm cheering you on and I'm so thankful for you. And if you're listening, send me a DM over on Instagram and let me know that you heard your shout out. I'd love to send you a surprise to say thank you. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. Revenge Bedtime Procrastination. What exactly is it? What does it mean? And what does it look like? WebMD describes Revenge Bedtime Procrastination, or simply Sleep Procrastination, as staying up late for some me time instead of going to bed at a reasonable hour. Essentially, you're getting revenge on your busy daytime schedule filled with doing things for other people instead of yourself, and you're getting revenge by fitting in some leisure time at the expense of getting the rest you need. So imagine this, and it probably won't take much for you to imagine this because it's a pretty common occurrence for busy professionals, especially parents. But imagine this, you've spent your entire day doing things for other people. You wake up, you get ready for work. Maybe you're getting the kids up and out the door to school or daycare. You get to work and immediately you're digging yourself out from under an avalanche of emails, Slack messages, Teams messages, requests, and you're heading in and out of meetings while also trying to get your work done. You eat a quick lunch at your desk. And at the end of the day, you wrap up work with plenty of things left on your to-do list, but you'll just push them to tomorrow. You pick up the kids or you head home. Maybe you've got volunteer meetings in the evening. Or maybe you're catching up on work you didn't finish. Maybe you're taking the kids to activities, dance practice, sports practice, and then launching into the evening routine of dinner, cleanup, baths, and bedtime. And by the time you finally walk out of your kid's room, I'm looking at you toddler moms, it's 9 p.m. or later. So even though you know you should just do your skincare routine and go to sleep, You've spent the entire day doing absolutely nothing for yourself, so you grab your phone and you watch TikToks for an hour or two, or you stay up and watch an episode or two of your favorite show, or maybe you read for a little bit. Either way, you're staying up late, even though you know you should go to bed, but you're desperate to finally do something that you wanna do, something for yourself. Does that sound familiar? because that's exactly what revenge bedtime procrastination looks like. And if it does sound familiar, I want you to know that you're not alone. The concept of revenge bedtime procrastination isn't a new thing, but the phrase has certainly gained traction across the world in response to the stress that we all felt during the COVID-19 pandemic. As you can imagine, revenge bedtime procrastination has a lot of negative impacts. The most obvious negative impact of RBP, because revenge bedtime procrastination is a mouthful, but the most obvious negative impact is sleep deprivation. The CDC recommends that adults get between 7 and 9 hours of sleep each night, and many of us actually need closer to 8 or 9 in order to feel rested. Not getting enough sleep impacts our decision-making ability. It impacts our thinking, and it makes us feel like we have brain fog and it even affects our memory. Plus, driving while drowsy can be just as dangerous to ourselves and others as drunk driving. Oh, and let's not forget that being sleepy also makes us irritable, cranky, and prolonged sleep deprivation has been connected to depression and anxiety. Basically, revenge bedtime procrastination is a result of a stressful day, and it's a cycle. You have a stressful day without enough time to yourself, so you stay up late and try to make up for it. And then you don't get enough sleep, which then makes you irritable and leads to another stressful day the next day. Fortunately, you can break the cycle and take back your days so you can take back your evenings, get some me time, get enough sleep, and feel good the next day. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Here are three strategies that you can try to stop the cycle of Revenge Bedtime Procrastination. First, try scheduling some me time for yourself during the day. And I know that maybe at first glance, this seems impossible. If you already had me time during the day, you'd already be using it, right? Well, sometimes your opportunities for me time aren't super obvious. The thing is, me time isn't just going to magically appear on your calendar for you. You have to decide that you want it there and you have to decide when, and then you have to decide to stick to it, which can feel daunting when you've got requests from your time coming from all angles during the day. So often we say yes to everyone except ourselves. And this is my challenge to you to say yes to me time for yourself. You know, I've been feeling this way recently too. And I realized that I've been staying up too late at night and it was then impacting my ability to get up and go to the gym. And when I skip the gym, I just don't feel as energized. So... Katie Escobar, a holistic nutrition coach that I'm working with through Kristen Nash's Revive Your Hormones program, and I'll link Katie and Kristen for you in the show notes so you can check them out. Well, Katie challenged me to find two breaks during my workday to do something just for me, a five-minute break and a 20-minute break. And I've found that when you don't have a plan for how you'll spend your break, You'll either skip it altogether, or you'll do something mindless, like scrolling Instagram. And then it doesn't even feel like a true, fulfilling me-time kind of break. So Katie challenged me to make a list of a few things that I could do for myself in five minutes, and a few things that I could do in 20 minutes. Things like taking a walk or doing some stretches watching a YouTube video from one of my favorite creators. I'm obsessed with Disney food blog right now, by the way. And then every morning I have a reminder that pops up that says block your five and 20. Planning my me time breaks during the workday, my five minute break and my 20 minute break, it makes me feel like I'm taking back part of my day for me instead of giving my whole entire workday to everyone else. So I encourage you to try something similar. Instead of just randomly taking breaks during the day and then using those random breaks to scroll social media, how can you reframe your breaks as intentional me time? When you have intentional time for yourself during the day, you'll end your day feeling a bit more fulfilled, and then you'll be less likely to stay up late trying to catch up on that me time you missed during the day. The second strategy is to arrange your evening routine to create more time for yourself before bed so you can have some time for yourself and still get to bed on time. So is there anything that you're currently doing in the evening that can be done at a different time of day? Or is there anything that you're doing in the evening that could be batched one day a week? I encourage you to get creative and see what you can move and shuffle around. Just because you've always done your evenings one way doesn't mean you can't reimagine and rearrange how you spend your time. One thing that's been helpful at our house is alternating certain evening responsibilities with my husband. We actually take turns now reading bedtime stories and laying with the girls until they fall asleep. Now, I don't wanna open up a whole can of worms about toddler sleep strategies, we're doing our best over here, but trust me, as much as I love sweet snuggles with my four and two year old girls, I would also love to just kiss them on the forehead, say sweet dreams and walk out of the room. But that's not what life looks like for us right now. Sometimes, the parent in charge of bedtime stories kicks off that first story at around 7.45 and then doesn't leave the room until after 9 p.m. And at that point, the entire evening is basically gone. But since Scott and I alternate, I can count on having a few evenings a week to myself. And on those evenings, I plan in advance to soak in the tub or watch a favorite show while Scott is with the girls. Knowing that I have those nights for me a few nights of the week It makes the evenings that I don't make it out of their room until after nine, just a little easier to deal with. So I'd ask you, what can you rearrange or alternate with someone else in order to create more predictable me time for yourself in the evening, even if it's not every evening? All right, last strategy. And you know what? This one is giving into the fact that sometimes you just need to stay up late and get in that me time so you don't totally explode. But some forms of revenge bedtime procrastination are better and healthier than others. So I encourage you to choose some low-tech ways to wind down. We've all been told a million times by now that the blue light from our devices in the evenings impacts our ability to sleep. So if you're going to stay up late, consider reading an actual book made of paper (laughs) or getting an e-reader that isn't backlit. I have a Kindle Paperwhite, and I love it. I'll link it in the show notes so you can check it out. Instead of watching a high-stress TV show before bed, consider watching something a bit more chill. My husband actually tried to get me to watch the first season of The Bear with him, and if you haven't seen it, it's set in a restaurant kitchen, and it is very intense and seriously gave me anxiety before bed. I couldn't handle it. I had to ask him to watch it another time so I could relax and chill out. You could also color in a coloring book, draw, journal. There are so many things you can do besides scrolling social media or playing games on your phone that help you ease into a good night's sleep, but still give you the opportunity to have some time that's just for you. So there you have it. You can stop the cycle of revenge, bedtime procrastination, and get some me time for yourself during the day. If you've stayed up past your bedtime and felt the negative effects the next day, here's a quick recap of those three tips. First, schedule some me time for yourself during the day. Even five and 20 minute breaks spent intentionally can help you feel fulfilled instead of completely drained at the end of the day. Second, rearrange your evening routine to allow for some more meaningful me time before bed. This might look like moving some parts of your evening to other times a day or batching activities once a week. You might also alternate parts of your evening routine with someone else. Third and finally, if you really just need to stay up late, consider some low-tech activities that won't negatively impact your sleep quite as much. Avoid blue light, avoid social media, avoid stressful TV shows and online games in favor of books journaling, drawing, or relaxing TV. I'd love to know if you've ever experienced revenge, bedtime procrastination, or if any of these three tips work for you. So head over to the It's About Time podcast community on Facebook and let us know. You can find it in the show notes or by going straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 188. And before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 189. Next week, we're continuing the procrastination conversation and talking about how sometimes procrastination is all in your head. And no, I don't mean that you're imagining that you're procrastinating, but your mindset, Can make a huge difference in how and when you get stuff done. So join me next week and find out how to beat procrastination from the inside out. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.